Broadcasting live from the KSHP studios in the heart of Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time to get on the right side of sports betting. It's time for the Odds Couple. Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide on Vegas Video Network. This show is about sports betting. My name is Scott Pritchard. I'm a professional sports better handicapper, joined as always by Brett Grant. Happy Thursday, young man. Is it Thursday? I'm tired. Are you already? <laughs> well, not of you. Really? That might be later. That's the first. Yeah, I'll it's, it's 10, early. 30. Give it about uh, 10 minutes. You'll hey, uh, have a change of heart. Triple overtime in hockey. I got a doubleheader of hockey last night. I actually made a bet on the game last night. I do so want to I. talk to you about so that. Did I. And I actually watched the game. I was, well, let's get started with what say you. It was the Chicago Blackhawks last night, game one, NBA Finals. The Blackhawks were favored NHL anywhere. NHL Finals, not NBA. Is that what I said? said I, it, yeah. I, I, spelling has never it's been a strength. On ice. Ice. Yeah. Oh, home the ice. The NBA they Black refer Hawks. to as the association. I see. And okay. the NHL, it's. So game one last night, uh, Chicago Blackhawks of the NFL hosting the <laughs> Boston Bruins. Oh, you are listening. Okay, all right. Uh, spelling again is... See, uh, you have the NBA Finals, very original, or the Stanley Cup Finals, very stoic. Very right nice, on. Okay. You know. Stanley Cup Finals, game one, Blackhawks last night at home against the Boston Bruins. Interesting matchup because this line opened 45, bet up to 58. Blackhawks at home against Boston, and I did bet the game. I did watch it, but again, I bet numbers, not games, not teams, and I, I want to talk to you about this, and I also want to share some insight from a very good friend of mine, Dink, who is a hockey guru. It's what he bets. I picked his brain yesterday on the game and then respectfully went against his opinion. <laughs> that means you lost? No, okay. but what it All does right. mean is he's dead on with his insight. Right. His, he wasn't betting the game, but he had insight. And so, again, we're only as good as the information that we receive. And again, ultimately, I bet numbers, not teams. So right. we'll get to that in just a second. But your thoughts on last night's game? Well, it was a terrific game. The Bruins jumped out to a 2 nothing lead early uh, in the in the game. Got a goal in the first, came back and scored early in the second. The Blackhawks rallied, uh, scored a goal to make it 2-1 after 2. And then immediately the Bruins came back and Patrice Bergeron gave them a 3-1 lead, which Here's some more insight for you. The worst lead in hockey, not two nothing, not four two, not five three, three to one, is the worst lead in hockey. It's amazing how many times a game is three one and you blink, it's three three. Is it's, that it's right? Just, it doesn't happen when it's two nothing. It doesn't happen when it's four two. But if it's three one and the guys who played the game, we all know. It's first thing we always say. We're slating hockey because <laughs> as soon as they come back, boom, it's, you know they're going to score a goal. Uh, Blackhawks, give them credit. Uh, they were terrific last night. Got, got, came right back, Dave Bolin, and then uh, Johnny Aduya scored to tie it, force overtime, and then they go to triple overtime. You got free hockey. You got a, a Ernie Banks. Let's play two. You played nearly two hockey games last night. It'll be interesting to see how the teams respond for game two and later on in the series, especially if it's in the, an extended series. We talked yesterday about the total. I thought there was value in the over. 
I played the over in the game, especially as it was a plus 130 underdog uh, in that spot. I think there's two very good offensive teams. And early in the series, after both teams tend to let down a little bit defensively early in series. And if you get a higher scoring game, it happens early in a series. And I thought that was going to happen last night, and it did. Well, good call on your part. Yesterday, Brett, as he mentioned, went on record as saying he did like the over five. as such a key, key numbers. It was five under 50, five under 55 at station properties. So you actually could get plus 35 cents right. under or actually over five in the contest. So looking at the side, I talked to Dink yesterday. Right. Dink featured in the movie Lay the Favorite starring Bruce Willis as Dink, a sports betting movie. Check it out. I have to say that because he's a hockey guru and, and we, are, we talk on a day-to-day basis, I asked him about the game. He said, well, he's just going to watch the game. He is a hockey fan, a hockey better. Doesn't see a lot of value, but I said, give me an analysis on how these two teams, the Blackhawks and the Bruins, match up. And I thought it was an interesting because he said that he feels the Boston Bruins are the better team. He understands why the Blackhawks are favored in the series. Right. Small buck 40 buck 50 and he understands why they're a favorite in game one but boston is better the blackhawks being the number one seed has to do with the fact that they were ridiculous early on in the year when they won 18 consecutive games or something ridiculous so i took that to heart and respected his opinion i'm betting baseball i'm too busy watching my tigers blow a two strike two run lead in the bottom of the ninth inning i was with Uh, you there yeah so again i don't want to get off topic but i'm a little bitter Today for a Thursday. So I'm at Station Properties, and I notice in the islands the line is 58 cents. The Blackhawks are minus 58. Station Properties, 145. So based on principle, being a numbers guy, if I can lay 45 cents when the real true number, I respect the islands numbers more than I do the Las Vegas independent small limit sports books here in Las Vegas. So it's like, wow, you know, instead of betting... $1,580 $1,580 to $1,000 at Station Properties, I can bet $1,450 to $1,000. Right. So that's what I did, respectfully. Actually, disrespectfully, because I have kind of an attitude, because, again, I lost yesterday with you the Tigers, all right? So I'm in a foul mood. <laughs> so I bet the white, the Blackhawks minus the $0.45 cents at home, as opposed to laying the closing number of $0.58, cents mm-hmm. because it's about numbers, grinding, scalping, getting the best of it. And then I watched the game, and it was interesting, because I don't watch hockey. I don't bet hockey. I bet numbers. And it was interesting because... It was intense, and I could see what Dink was talking about because even though Boston was on the road, they are an outstanding hockey team. I respect what the Blackhawks have done, but man, oh, man, it obviously was a photo. Could have went either way. Boston up 2-0, up 3-1. Now it's 3-3 in overtime, double overtime, triple overtime, but numbers don't lie. The statistics clearly show 18 of the 24 playoff Stanley Cup finals that have gone into the overtimes. Mm periods 18 of the 24 have been won by the home team right. easy for me to say okay i wasn't sure we were going there but okay so the home team is 18 and six six in overtime that's right. all you had to say oh okay <laughs> wow and six less is more tighten it up I is that what so. you're saying yeah. okay let's work on that a little well, bit we have an hour man <laughs> let's work on that a little bit you know it was a great game and i don't necessarily disagree with dink i think the bruins are terrific I think the Blackhawks are very good, and if I had to look at my analysis from a, from a guy who played the game for 35-plus years, I think they're very even. I think it's, it, and t- as it typically comes down to is goaltending and who is going to be the goalie that makes the big save 
when the game's on the line. And you saw a goalpost hit late in, in the double overtime. It moved it in the, in, and some critical saves along the way. Corey Crawford's been very good for the Blackhawks. Tuka Rask has been terrific. There was 117 shots taken in the game last night. It was, it was an offensive game. Teams going up and down the ice. And I think both teams have great, terrific offensive talent. When you look at Milan Lucic and, and uh, Tyler Segan and, and uh, Yarmir Yager on one side, you have Patrick Kane and, and, and Hez casting crews with Jonathan Taves and Patrick Sharp on the other side. Great offensive teams, very good, solid defensive teams. I think it's going to go back and forth. I will be very surprised if we're not talking about Game 7 a week and a half from now because I think it's that tight of a series. I was impressed, Brett, with, uh, Brett, with the Every energy. Every breath I take. <laughs> I was very impressed, Brett, with, with the, the physicality oh, of yeah. the two teams and the fact that I'm thinking – don't these guys get tired? No. I mean, they played two complete games, right? three overtime periods, three 20-minute yeah, periods, and the intensity, the crowd was into it. It was great, right? I would see the Bruins player get hip-checked into the, the glass, right. and, and the players are simulating punching him in, or not the players, but the fans right. are simulating punching him in the face. Get out of here. We don't like you. Well, the average, the average player... In a 60-minute game, the best players will play about 20 to 25 minutes of a game. They'll be on the ice for a little over a third of the game because there's three lines of defense. There's, six, there's usually six defenders, and they'll rotate through, and there's usually four lines of offensive players. And you know the top line gets more than the fourth line guys do uh, by comparison. But when you play three extra games, there was a sports science I don't know if you ever watch ESPN or not, but there's, they, they do sports science stuff. And they took the average impact of a football hit versus the average impact of a check in hockey. And the average impact is much more so – it's not even close. Hockey's hitting is far more impactful than a football tackle is. That – I am shocked because I actually mock – hockey i mean ah it's physical it's this it's that it's like really are you serious before we start pushing and shoving each other let's put on some skates shall we well the difference How physical is, can it be come on difference is you have two guys going 40 miles an hour versus you running and me running we're not going very fast we run into each other you're going whatever you can run i'm going whatever i can run now put skates on your fast you're going three to four times faster on skates than you are on your feet. And now take that collision. It's much more impactful. Two cars hitting at 20 miles an hour versus two cars hitting at 80 miles an hour, big difference. And I that's guess what I'm thinking in, in, in terms sport. of when you, you have size. two defensemen getting into it, right. they're hitting each other, but no one has any leverage. They're slip-sliding away on skates, for crying out loud. No, no, you can, get, you can still get a pretty good grip on your Let's skates. experiment. Put on some skates. I'll kick your and butt. We'll see well, the first difference. of all, two things will happen. <laughs> Number one, I didn't say I was putting on skates. Oh, you'll never be able to catch me. That's number one. <laughs> you played hockey for 35 I years? I did. At least 35 years, yeah. yeah. Recently retired. You're not talking the video game. I played the game. You did? I played with former NHL players. Yeah? Yeah. Clint Malarchuk is a friend of mine. There you go. Haven't seen or talked to him in a while, but he's the yes, gentleman the who, the juggler, yeah. man, oh, man. We thought very scary situation. People thought he was going to die yes. right there. Very, But a major scar, mm -hmm. but thank goodness he's okay. Well, I, I played on a team with Randy Burge, who played for the uh, Boston Bruins and the L.A. Kings for a while. Great guy. And some other, uh, Rob Buskis lives in town, and guys like uh, Billy Hewer, who used to live in town, all played in the league. There's a lot of guys that played in the league. They're all very similar guys. Great guys, a lot of fun. They can drink you under the table, and they have a blast. Uh, and they're just uh, salt-of-the-earth kind of guys, but uh, wonderful to play with and, and teach you a lot about the game.
It's fun. Let's talk about the game-winning goal in triple overtime last night. The Blackhawks, it seemed to be a bit of a fluke. I mean, it yeah. seemed to me that the Bruins, objectively, I mean, I was happy and fortunate that the Blackhawks won because I was a winner-winner chicken dinner. Well, it, it happens a lot in the NHL where, uh, you know, a wide-open chance, the goalie makes a miraculous save. It's usually, it's all about... Uh, getting a screen, getting in, in the way, a little deflection, a little bit of this, a fluky goal. Happens a lot, the game-winning goals in overtime. It's something that um, if you give a guy, if you give the goalie a look, if he's got a chance to see the puck, he 95% of the time he's making that save. It's when he can't see the puck or a deflection happens or uh, a little ricochet in front of him. That's where they, they don't stop it. I was thinking of you because you had mentioned on the air in the past that the hockey fans are the most intense and the players bring the energy and effort, especially at playoff time. I, I see it in the NBA all the time. Players are taking time off, relaxing, chilling. Right. Oh, let's shoot a couple of free throws. Oh, we need to take a break from our break. Let's take another break. Right. Whereas the hockey man, the players, I mean, it's. Well, I couldn't believe how the level of continuity and consistency was at a high level. The fans were nonstop crazy. Right. Well, Chicago fans are nuts, and, and you see it at the very beginning of the game when they're screaming their lungs out during the National Anthem. That's their tradition. You can never hear the guy sing the National Anthem because the fans are screaming as loud as they are. Take take an NBA play, NBA game. How many timeouts does each team get in the first half? Four timeouts in Way each half? Way too many, and I think that's conservative. In each half? Yeah. Okay, at least? I think it's okay. more. In the NHL, they get one for the game in regulation, and I think they get one in, extra, in overtime. Uh, and that's it. So if the Blackhawks decide we got off to a bad start, we're using our timeout, we're down 2 nothing. we're going to call timeout now in the second period, they have no more timeouts. There is a TV timeout in each period as well, but that's really it. They went to trying to speed the game up, and now when there is a stoppage in play, they've got 30 seconds to get to the faceoff circle to drop the puck. They're not letting guys, ah, uh, you know, I think my stick's broken. I, I need a break. If they ice the puck, now the defensive team can't change uh, players. They, those, those guys have to, have got to stay on the ice. Um, so there's a lot of rules that have changed recently in hockey to keep the game moving faster. And typically in the overtime, without the overtime, a typical hockey game is done in two to two and yeah, two hours and 25 to two hours and 30 minutes. You're done. You're home on your way out the door. So that was one of the things. But obviously the game last night a lot longer because of triple overtime. But you, if you notice, those guys aren't allowed to be messing around, waiting for the faceoff or, you know, like the NBA guys, they can go and talk to each other. Yeah, I'll take that free throw in a minute. Just relax over there. I'm, I'm on my way over here. Doesn't work that way in the NHL. You're listening to The Odds Couple. On, I was just engaged. I'm thinking, wow, I have something to say now. <laughs> hey, very interesting what it's you're good. saying. You know you're hockey, man. you got to come and watch the games. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about it's that. A, it's, a, it's a great game. <laughs> The biggest complaint that people have, I can't follow the puck. And then, of course, Fox did that stupid thing where they put a blue dot around it. They had a laser. So Grandma, who's 90 years old, who couldn't see you anyway, you know, oh, I can follow the puck now. now here's, <laughs> here's the amazing thing. Last night, in my household, okay, my wife's uh, mother and father are still in town visiting and a friend of theirs. So I've got three 80-year-old Italians watching the hockey game, watching all six hours of it because they're from Chicago. They're watching the Blackhawks. They were glued to the tube and talking hockey in Italian. Did they bet the game? They didn't bet the game. They watched it because they're Blackhawk fans. I was talking to Scott Whitney, the executive producer, before today's show. I said, hey, man, I made a hockey bet last night, which is very rare. And I guess I have a tough time. That's just me as a sports better. Right. I can't imagine watching a game 
I'd never watch that game last night if I didn't have action. Even then, I was kind of annoyed. It's like, I have things to do, man. Yeah, Seinfeld game. is on. Seinfeld is on. <laughs> at home, and the I'm at the sports book. The Bachelorette is on. <laughs> so it's like, man, I, I can't imagine watching a game if I didn't have action. And even when I have action, even then, it's 50-50 because I, I spend so much time Charting, trying yeah. to find value, trying to find good, solid mm. numbers to bet into and or against. Imagine doing everything right. You get a good number. You have the Tigers' ace, Verlander, who goes seven innings. Shut out the Kansas City Royals. I have the Tigers as a small, small favorite. Seven innings, scoreless. Even I can't find a way to lose if the other team can't score a run. In fact, forget that. The Royals did not even get a player to second base until the ninth inning. Now... I'm going to, it's a bit premature, but that's the story of my life. I'm going to address it right here, right now, because... Are, we doing, are you kidding me early today? Well, no, we're doing an extended version of my life, which, are you kidding me? Right. I'm talking about the Tigers. I'm talking about this team. I've gone on record as saying, listen, friends, don't bet the, the game, because you have Valverde as your closer. This guy sabotaged the team a year ago. To the point where they kept pulling him and they just let him go, but they brought him back. Jim Leland, I know you like the guy. I've always said, and I'm a Tigers guy, but I I think Leland is overhyped, overrated, personally. I give you a hundred examples. I'm not going to get into that today. We only have an hour. But Valverde comes into the game. He sits on his ass the entire game. Day in, day out. All they ask him to do is come in and get three outs. All right? They haven't scored a single run. They haven't even gotten a player on second base in eight innings. Is it asking too much to throw a few strikes? Not. 85-mile-an-hour meatball splitters. This guy, Kane, there's one on, two out. All right? One on, two out, 0-2 the count. The Tigers with a two-run lead, bottom of the ninth inning, down to the last strike. The guy, Kane... The entire month of April, the entire month of May, and half of June, he has not one but two, two, one, two home runs. In this game yesterday, 0 for 3 with three strikeouts. You're ahead, 0-2 on the count. Throw it in the dirt. I guarantee he's going to swing and miss. What's he do? Hangs a slider, 85 miles an hour, jacks it out of the park. Talk about a lack of vote of confidence. He gave up a single to the next guy, Leland. I mean, to pull your closer is a big deal. He pulled him. But, again, he had his back in the postgame conference. Right. Losing respect for Leland. The Tigers, my friends, if you like the Tigers, bet them for the first five innings. That's what I've been doing. Last night, I, I said, hey, I realize. I knew. I, people have said, Scott, did you know he was your closer? Yes, I knew he was my closer. <laughs> I thought I was good enough. The Tigers would be good enough to overcome it. Well, I was hoping he wasn't going to pitch because he pitched the day before. So right. they, they try somebody else. Now, in uh, you didn't see this, but on the way – after he got taken out of the game, on the way out, he threw a ball at the cooler in the dugout, and the cooler ripped it down the line for a two-run double as well. Doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I'm surprised it wasn't jacked out of the park. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it, Tiger fans, if you're going to bet, uh, you know, you're cracking jokes when I'm very upset. I'm I with my- you. I had the same <laughs> side. I had the Tigers also. I, and I had the Tigers probably for the same reason you did. We both felt that Justin Verlander was undervalued yesterday, and he was terrific yesterday. The problem was 
he had 117 pitches through seven innings, and you have to take him out at some point. Even though he had only given up three hits, that tells you he's taken a lot of counts to 3-2. He does strike out what eight guys, I think, yesterday. strikes out a lot of guys, but Verlander is not efficient in his pitch count. If you're facing what seven innings, seven outs, 21, he gave up three hits, that's 24. He had two walks, so 25 batters, 117 pitches. 117 pitches is a lot, but I remember in the one-game playoff a year ago because, again, Valverde kept sabotaging the Tigers late in right. the year. They went on to, to compete in the World Series against the eventual champion San Francisco Giants, but the fact is last year in the one-game playoff, Verlander pitched the fifth, sixth, seventh, even the eighth inning, if I remember right, and, <laughs> and they had like a six-run lead. He's got and 140 Leland pitches, said, right? Yeah, Leland said after the game, he said, listen, no one is better than this guy. I'm going to keep him in. And, I, and you know, you and I right. talked about this yesterday. It's like, hey, the Tigers, small favorite, value today. I mean, I made a lot of money on the Tigers the past week and a half, but I, I'm a sore loser, all right? Show me you a think? good loser, and I'll show you a loser. You know, so <laughs> the idea is, but in this case, I mean, seven innings, 117 pitches. You have to trust. But the bullpen, I'll give you, I, I, I'm a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. The bullpen, four and eight with eight blown saves. The Tigers, right. bullpen, Terrible. four and eight with eight blown saves. You can't bet this team. I mean, they're the favorite to win the American League pennant. I, I cannot. We, we talk about it. We don't trust this guy. Right. I, I'm not going to put my hard-earned money on this clown. I will go ahead and minimize the, the randomness, and I will bet. Now, if I don't like the Tigers for a game, if I like a big fat plus on the other side, I'll bet against the Tigers for the game. If I like the Tigers, they're starting pitchers. Yeah, I will bet them for the first advantage. five. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'll, I'll bet the Tigers, continue to bet the Tigers for the first five innings. And I was talking to some dude at the sports book last night, and he told me, which it doesn't surprise me, but it bears repeating, the Tigers have the best record in the first five innings yeah. of anybody this year. And but again, their bullpen four and eight with eight blown saves, which is a ton. And Valverde already three blown saves this season. Well, the question is, will they make a move? Because you have a very good offensive team, you have a, a very good starting pitching staff. Your bullpen needs to be addressed. So, what is the what are the Tigers doing to address that bullpen? Because I'm telling you, they are not going to win anything. Forget the American League pennant. Forget the World Series. They're not winning with that bullpen the way it is right now. No, I would agree. And you look at... They might win their division, but they're not winning anything well, else. Well, <laughs> they win their division by default. There's nobody right. in that division. The Cleveland Indians, the Kansas City Royals, the Chicago White don't Sox. Don't go ripping on my the, Indians. The Indians, the team that just lost eight consecutive games. I they don't won. Have, they I won don't, the other day. They won. Yeah, they won a game. It's breaking news. The I, Indians I, win. I think they lost yesterday again, though. The no, they won two in a row. They won again. Two they won on the road against Texas. They took they're, two out of three on the road. They're two and zero. Oh. Never mind, they were zero oh and eight, zero oh and nine before then. Fire. We only talk about winners here because Brett has a future on the Indians. You can't stop them. You can only hope to contain them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like your stat though. Early in the year, I'm thinking you're digging a little deep here to come up with this. Well, the Indians against uh, former Cy Young Award they winning were. pitchers on a Thursday. They are uh, seven and zero. Oh. And partly cloudy skies, you <laughs> forgot that part. <laughs> I forgot the, the full tag. Well, let's talk, as we're, long as we're talking baseball, let's talk Philadelphia Phillies. The fact is Oof. they've dropped five straight games. Are they okay? What say you? Is it five or is it six? I don't know. <laughs> do I have to do everything don't tell me, here? Yeah, well, I was waiting for you to I say. I thought it was five. I was waiting for you to say, I don't I, care. I was, but no. no. <laughs> 
That's Scott Anthony's gets, line. It's Anthony's line. <laughs> Scott gets <laughs> throwing Anthony under the bus. Who you know, else can I insult today? Oh, Ron Futrell. We can bring him up. Your buddy later. Bill Maher. Like yeah, yeah, well, we, everyone loves Ron. He's defending, yeah. you know, we'll talk about that. We should talk about that because it's getting national play. What happened, if you didn't hear about it, we'll have to talk about it. Well, let's talk about it now. The Phillies are correct. They've lost five in a five row. Five in a row. Five in a row. But they All do right. have their... So you're questioning authority once I, again. I, I'm sorry. What, do you own the place? I, I, I genuflect <laughs> towards you. The uh, Well, they do have Cliff Lee going today, right? So hopefully yes. he is their stopper. And I know we both have a thought about that particular game. But, you know, there are only four games under 500. They're getting great production from Dominic Brown, who's been terrific, maybe one of the most un- unsung guys going on. But they've just not been playing well in the last week and a half. But there's plenty of teams that are not playing well uh, over the last week and a half. And I think, you know, one of the things about baseball, it is a marathon season. Yeah, they got basically three, uh, three of these games against the lowly Minnesota Twins, who are making a charge themselves. Uh, right now, they finish up a four-game series today. But the ebb and flow of baseball is to try and avoid these big, long losing streaks. Get on winning streaks, avoid the long losing streaks. And the Phillies have, have fallen victim to that. And that's where their their problem is right now. Not getting very good starting pitching at well, times. We're talking the Phillies losing streak, but I would like to segue into something a little more interesting. Okay. Your friend, Ron Futrell. 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 Ron. We're Facebook friends. I love Ron. Everyone loves Ron's Ron. Ron's a great guy. A broadcaster, TV dude here. Yeah. But set it up. Tell us what happened at the well, Bill Maher show. At Bill Maher was in town over at the Palm, uh, Palms over the weekend, and he was uh, uh, cracking jokes at Sarah Palin's young son, Trig, who is a special needs child. Ron Futrell has a special needs child. So I don't think Ron took it very well. Of course he did not. That... Uh, Bill Mars cracking jokes at the expense of a five-year-old special needs child. So then later on in the set, then Mars switched over and started talking about, I guess, Halliburton, which was 10-plus years ago. And, and Ron, a very conservative guy, uh, I guess heckled from the stands, uh, from the audience, and said, hey, that was 10 years ago. Time for some new material. And Bill Maher kindly asked security to escort him out of the building and Ron according to Ron what he wrote was happy to leave um, and his point was obviously on the other side it's one thing to make fun of Sarah Palin who was in the uh, public eye who was in the public eye who was uh, a public figure that you can make fun of readily because she's a politician and somebody that you can gaff upon but to pick on her family I think that's a little bit dicey and then to pick on uh, to pick on a special needs child who is five years old by the way, I think is out of bounds. That's just me. And I tend to agree with Ron. Now, you as a comic have a different take on it. Well, I do. I mean, I respect Ron, and I love Bill Maher. I'm, like you, like Ron, a proud conservative Republican, and Bill Maher makes fun of a lot of things that are near and dear to my heart, and no one is belly laughing more in the audience than me. I love Bill Bill Maher because he doesn't hesitate to say what's on his mind. He's an easy mark, an easy target for making fun of religion or to make fun of a special needs child of Sarah Palin. But let's face it, Sarah Palin is an easy mark. Sure but she this is. is a comedy right. show. Is it possible maybe we should lighten up and uh, interrupt an entertainer's a, com- a comics show is rude, it's disrespectful, and I'm not surprised that they asked him to leave. No, I'm not either. I don't, I don't think that was that's a byproduct of it. But at the same time, let's put it on the other side. Let's say it's now Dennis Miller, who, who was a liberal. Now he's a conservative. He's on stage and he's making fun of Chelsea Clinton or whatever. 
and let's say Chelsea Clinton was a special needs child instead, and he ripped on her. Would he, would he have been treated the same as Bill Mars being lauded by the left as being a hero, and now Ron, Ron Futrell is being told that basically he was out of bounds, or would it be Dennis Miller is the bad guy for making fun of a special needs child because he was making fun of the former president's daughter? Again, at a comedy show, the guys are going to approach the line, cross the line. Bill Maher, not afraid to speak his mind. These are jokes. It's humor. We make fun of anyone Well, we all know what would happen if, if, uh, if Dennis Miller went on stage and made fun of Barack Obama's children. The IRS would be knocking on his door tomorrow. <laughs> no doubt. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, let's, you know, especially the government the way it is today. Well, we have NBA basketball, not to be confused with the NHL or the NFL, but we have a big basketball game going on, Game 4. Yes. NBA Finals, Miami Heat taking on the San Antonio Spurs. We're going to bring in the big bad wheel, but we're actually Ooh, going to – I'm changing. just teasing you about the basketball, all right? Oh. Scott and Jacob got on me and said, listen, we can't do spin to win Spurs. I said, oh, it's only the NBA Finals. I guess we want to talk about something else. Let's talk about a baseball total in Colorado. High altitude, thin air. The Rockies are taking on the Nationals. The total for this game is 11. Spin to win has to do with being an objective, independent, progressive thinker. You check your emotions at the door. You check your ego at the door. I'm going to be forced to make an argument for the over or under. It's 11. Brett automatically has to present the other side. Nationals, Rockies, over, under 11. What's my take? You got the over. Over, Red Rover, Red Rover. I love the over. It's a high total. I get that. But remember, I just got done saying high altitude, thin air, the ball carries. We're not playing in San Diego at Petco Park where the total might be seven. It's 11. And what's interesting here, not everyone knows this. In fact, I just learned it this morning. <laughs> the Nationals have gone over 32 times, under 28 times. Because you'd think Nationals, I mean, again, good pitching, questionable hitting. Everything's relatable. The odds makers will make the line or the total based on to where it's a 50-50 proposition. The Colorado Rockies, 35 games have gone over, 29 have gone under. So both of these teams are over teams. This is an easy argument. Ride the streak. Ride the wave. Have that thin air, high altitude working with you. 11 over is the play. Well, that's, boy, you are horrible so This bell that, should have called in sick. Well, no, you still have no touch. I've got the touch. I've got, got finesse. The, got well, the, listen, one time. Got huh? the touch of a right. I do it when I can. I can Good turn it Lord. on. I can turn it on and turn it off. I'm like LeBron. I'm like the Heat. <laughs> exactly. You should be a free throw shooter. <laughs> throwing up bricks all over the place. So I've got the under. I've got Ross Dutloyler against uh, Connie Francis. I'm sorry, Jeff Francis. Uh, Who's pitching sorry today. now? He's he's not very good. Very good. Six point three ERA. Wow. Uh, Ross Detweiler, though, is a guy who can pitch. I, you know, 11's a big total. I, I think you, it's hard to, if I had to step to the window and said, I want to bet that this game's going to score 12 runs versus they're going to score less than 11. In the National League. In the National League, I like my chances because the pitchers get to hit. Isn't that awesome? Oh, we have I to, got I, six outs. I'm never going to interrupt you, except right here, right, right now. You know, I want to. I, I have to address. I cut thinking about your thing? your and family and friends, point your well. family and friends, your survey that you did, and then right. you said everyone likes the. It's everybody. No. 
Here's the We all know Brett is a diehard Cardinal fan. Yeah. Where do they reside? The National League. We of also course. know he owns the station. We broadcast the Dodger games. National League. All right. So of course, like attracts like. Your family and friends are National League people. So of course they're going to I say know. we like. We don't want the DH. I have plenty of uh, friends who are Yankee and Red Sox fans. Plenty of American League. Friends. Here's the big. And I forgot to mention this yesterday. And a perfect example was the brawl in Los Angeles. The other night, when Ian Kennedy's throwing at Zach Granke. It's, this is why the National League is fun, the intrigue. At some point, Ian Kennedy will be facing the Dodgers again. At some point, Ian Kennedy's going to step into the batter's box. At some point, he will be back in the batter's box against the Dodgers. And at some point, he'll have a ball firmly planted in his left ear. Okay, it's going to happen. Before, if I was an American League pitcher, I could do anything I want. I could throw at everybody because I never have to step to the plate potentially against that same team again. But at some point, Ian Kennedy will bet against the Dodgers. They're in the same division. He's going to step to the plate again. So you're okay. I'm perfectly you're fine You're okay with it. going to a National League game. Absolutely. And watching these players bust it to where they scrap – claw they fight yes. to get on first base second base bases loaded but it's okay mr defensive pitcher because the pitcher's coming up so it's all for not and we all not get to all. watch this guy look like he's playing wiffle ball up the, there. Uh, the other the other day the braves beat the dodgers two to one it was chris medlin the pitcher for the braves who smacked a homer to win the game the cardinals win a game with shelby miller homering last week these guys Practice your hitting. It's, so it's like saying, you know what? I don't want to shoot free throws. No, it's it's a stupid part of the game. I want to dunk. I want to shoot jumpers. I just want to play defense. Free throws, I've got no time for that. Well, Get the batting cage. Swing the, the bat. The argument now. If you that take I, up a position on the field, you got to put a bat in your hand to defend it on the plate. That's that simple. The concern I have is what I've heard for so long. I don't play baseball. I bet baseball. Right. One has nothing to do with the other, and we're all thankful for that. <laughs> That's for sure. I've heard I, that I, is thank, so Thanks for the visual of you in baseball pants. It is so, <laughs> so difficult to hit a baseball. But yet it you're is. telling me professional pitchers are jacking them out of the park. How, how, how tough can it be then? Exactly. How tough can it be? If you work at it, it's not. Nothing's hard if you work hard at it. Is that right? I don't think so. Dropping weight is very hard for well, me. Start working at it. There's Stop a, having lunch at Graziano's buffet all the there. time. <laughs> Mix in a salad. Huh? <laughs> that price keeps going up every week when I go there. It's up to like $300 oh, now. Mr. Scott is back. Raise price. <laughs> <laughs> they don't call me Mr. There, okay. but I appreciate the respect. A tornado in town. All right, so let's get back to you. Well, another thing you have to look at with this total, Colorado and the yes. Nationals, over 11, it's daytime baseball. Right which my eyes are not too good. A lot of the Wiley veterans, their eyes are not so good, so they don't hit as well at nighttime. Daytime, not a problem. Over is the play. Well, I'm still selling the wheel. I, <laughs> I think you've respectfully moved on. I, I have. I thought we moved to buffets. I, was, I got hungry. <laughs> We're going to take a break, but before we do, I do want to remind you that Brett Grant, Scott Pritchard, together we are the odds couple. We're live worldwide, Monday through Friday from 10A to 11A. Tomorrow, I have my good buddy and fellow handicapper, Anthony Padilla. Headline comic here has his own show, LVH, spelled just the way it sounds. Tune in tomorrow, 10 to 11. I want you to check out my site, Pritchard's Picks. Com. Some of the information is free. Some of it you have to pay for. But go to PritchardsPicks.com, sign in, sign up for free 
daily picks. I'm also featured on VegasInsider.com. We have a million views per day. Tim Donahue, former NBA official. I'm on his site, RefPicks.com. Tim will be joining us on the show on a week-to-week basis as we progress and move forward. And then Friday, September 6th, just in time for opening weekend for pro football, I'm having another sports betting seminar at Harris on the Strip, Las Vegas, How to Bet Football and Win. I'll be having my buddy, friend, colleague, fellow professional sports better Dink joining me. Dink featured in the movie. Thanks for turning down the microphone there. Dink. I turned it off Dink. that time. <laughs> I turned it off. It was off. <laughs> Did we have any Kleenex for Brad? It Anywhere was in the off. off. <laughs> it was off. Nobody okay. heard that but you. Yes, exactly. And it's all about me. Hey, when you cough, I respectfully turn off the microphone, and I don't say anything to embarrass you. You really? You know, yes. Really? I do plenty of things See the difference without coughing to embarrass myself. I'm a pro. You're a trained professional? Yes, is that right? I'm a trained I think that was a little dig. In fact, I think it was a big dig. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to duke it out. Stay tuned. You're listening <laughs> to The Odds Couple. Have you ever thought you should be on the radio? Or have you considered doing an online video show or podcast? If so, now is your only chance to do both at the same time. KSHP and the Vegas Video Network have teamed up to provide the only multi-camera broadcast quality video and live radio simulcast in Las Vegas. And instead of having your show played at some ungodly hour, the KSHP Vegas Video Network partnership is producing shows that play from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. Imagine having your own radio show broadcasting to the entire Las Vegas Valley and combine that with an online presence that is viewed in all 50 states and 150 countries, both live and on demand. This is a first and an outstanding opportunity to give voice to your business, your ideas, and your talent. If you'd like your own show on KSHP and the Vegas Video Network, contact us today at 221-1200. That's 221-1200. Welcome back to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. Vegas Video Network. Great. This show is archived. If you missed it the first time or if you want to document my record, the last 27 plays, 17 wins, 10 losses, this close from being 19 and 8. Man, oh man. I remember in that streak, my friend, that I had the under 7.5, 2-1. It goes to extra innings and I lose in 15 innings. And then yesterday with Valverde, it's amazing. I can't tell you the 17 winners, but I can tell you the two heartbreak, bad beat losses. And isn't that par for the course? That's typical. You know, at the World Series of Poker, which is now underway over at the, at the Rio, they actually have going along with it like a convention where you can walk through and there's booths and vendors and all kinds of stuff. And they actually have a table which is called the bad beat table. And guys, as they get eliminated, come out, pay $20, and tell somebody their bad beat story. Like they're an instant psychiatrist. Like Please it. tell me how you lost with pocket aces. Please share the story. But first, I need twenty dollars. Exactly. <laughs> My bad beats are worth a <laughs> lot less than that. Yeah. I don't want to have to relive it. I have yeah. to say, you know, I, as long as you bring it up, I was telling uh, Jessica this uh, not long ago. Uh, I used to uh, get a, a weekly massage because I need downtime. Right. And oftentimes, when I have a bad beat, I, like the Super Bowl, for instance, I had a great number on the Super Bowl, the Niners. I had three props, all three won at my seminar, but people wanted to know, hey, who do you like for the game? I like the Niners minus 70 cents, which is what I bet. It closed 210. I'm getting 40 cents the best of it. If you bet it, mm-hmm. it's 2100 to win 1000 I bet it, it's 1700 to win 1000 First and goal at the seven. First and goal at the seven, couldn't punch it in, so I lost. Not happy. It's the last thing I want to talk about. 
So the reason I get a massage on a weekly basis is to escape, not think about numbers, sports betting, odds, the odds couple, not think right. about you for a change. I appreciate All right? Yes. I get the downtime. So it's quiet. It's peaceful. You have the funky music going on. She starts rubbing my shoulders, and she said, so did you enjoy the Super Bowl? It's so, oh, Scott, you have a 49er. She give me a good deal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I can't escape. I understand. I can't get but these numbers you and these called voices Jim out Arbonne of my head. And said, what were you doing? What were you thinking? Horrible were you play calling Were you drinking? There. Bad play calling down there. So the, you think uh, they should have been running the ball? Well, they, they certainly gashed them defensively running the ball down there. They should have tried it once. And if you're going to throw the ball on fourth down, which you have to do, throw it in the end zone. <laughs> just, just you might want to throw it in the end zone. That was an it's original the last thought. play of the game. Throw it in the end zone. Well, I think Vernon week. Davis was open, by the way, yeah. and you threw it to a guy right. who was just literally run over the play before and didn't know where he was in Michael Crabtree. Right. In fact, he still doesn't know where he is because he's not playing this year. He, he actually got hurt. But yeah, fourth down, you got to throw the ball in the end zone. That's my the biggest frustration I have. Are you kidding me? Is when it's third and four and we throw a three yard pass. It's third and eleven, we throw a three yard pass. It's fourth and goal at the eight and we throw the ball to the three yard line. Throw the ball past the markers. Throw it into the end zone. You're preaching to the choir yeah. because Byron Leftwich, is it Byron or Byron? Uh, uh br- Byron. It might be Brian with a Y. I think it is Byron. Yeah. Byron Leftwich and Mike Tomzak. What do these guys have in common? They are king bad of the quarterbacks. Bad quarterbacks, but <laughs> why? But the, statistically, they're not bad. Why? Because I, Mike Tomczak in Chicago, it was so annoying to see this guy on third and eight throw a three-yard pass hmm. to pad his stats. Three and out, three and out, three and out, but he's completing a lot. <laughs> he hasn't picked up a first down, but he's completed a lot of three-yard passes when they need ten. All right, there's a reason why that running back is open three yards deep. The defenders are leaving him open, so when he catches the ball, you nail him. Right. Leftwich, same way with the Pittsburgh Steelers this year on a Monday night. I believe it was against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, if I remember right. But, yeah, kind of interesting. Well, the only time we've seen it work was on the screen pass. It went for third and 28, and they got 29 yards. Was at the Charger game this past year? Right, against uh, Baltimore. and uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, Baltimore did it to the Chargers. Ray Rice is rambling down all over the place, yeah. That's, otherwise, it never works. You know, it's it's rare. I mean, as a professional sports better, I pride myself on seeing things before they happen. And I've been fortunate. But I have to say, I'm still in shock to think that the Baltimore Ravens, are you kidding me? The Baltimore Ravens won this year's Super Bowl. This team, 27th in the league defensively. And then once Ray Lewis went out, they actually improved to 15th, to 14th, to 12th. It goes to show, friends, more than anything else, one thing, if you want it, you don't need a crystal ball. You just need to listen and watch the odds couple on a day-to-day basis and take it from someone who's been doing this for 30 years. I've won sports handicapping contests in Las Vegas. Here's what I'm here telling you. When it comes to handicapping football, if you don't turn the ball over, you win. You certainly cover the spread if you're getting points. Joe Flacco. Are you, Joe Flacco? A good quarterback, far from great. But the fact is, that guy in the Denver game, the New England game, and the Super Bowl against the Niners did not turn the ball over. Phillip Rivers! Phillip Rivers! Are you listening? Phillip Rivers is the second coming of Christ when it comes to talent, when it comes to gunslinger mentality, when it comes to talent. 
Michael Vick, same thing. Mike Vick turns the ball over. That's why you lose. Phillip Rivers, that's why you haven't been to the playoffs. That's why you're like me. You're watching the playoffs on TV. Stop turning the ball over. If you can forecast, if you can forecast teams that will not beat themselves, the Ravens did one thing. Joe Flacco did one thing. He did not turn the ball over. That and lightning struck to the point where he had to throw a 70-yard pass with 30 seconds to go on third and four with no timeouts. That wasn't Joe Flacco. That was the free safety for the Broncos right. who tried to It was to a miracle play. catch, but almost every team that wins a championship has a little bit of lady luck that helps them at some point along the line. So people are discounting it because it's Joe Flacco because they don't like him. They don't think he's an elite quarterback. He's 9-1 and one in, the, in the playoffs on the road. I mean, come on. That sounds like a Tim Tebow stat. It okay. has nothing to do with the he's fact beaten, that Ray Rice is Manning a, twice. He's beaten Tom he Brady did? twice. Did he have anyone around yes, him like Ray course. Rice? And Manning has the ball off. Manning's been the number one or number two seed in the playoffs every year, and he has a losing record in the playoffs. Nine. They play the vast majority of his games at home, and he has a losing record at home. So don't tell me about how great Peyton Manning is. Joe Flacco's going on the road and beating your butts. I'm going to Denver and beating you. And I get no credit for it. Who said anything about Peyton Manning? I did. <laughs> I've been saying for years that Peyton Manning is good. He's like a lot of players. He's a very good regular season quarterback. Nine, yeah. and he, I mean, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. I'm all about numbers and facts. Peyton Manning is 9-11 and 11 in the playoffs. Right. But all numbers, all stats are not created equally. It's on John Fox as much as anyone else to be so conservative in that game. It's on the free safety, and it's on John Fox. But everyone wants to talk about Joe Flacco. Right. I mean, hey, he he's a good quarterback. Torrey's he's not great. A nice catch. But my point is, let's not get off he's topic, my friend. He, it has to do with just not making mistakes. I agree. Yeah. I'm not all sure right. how we got to this subject in the well, first place. We you got tell the story about getting the one a massage. Time. The You're one time about we got massage. off topic. <laughs> We're talking about a massage. We ended up at an AFC playoff game. Go ahead. All, All right. right. Well, let's talk contact info. We want you to reach out to us. Email us at oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. We also have web-based voicemail. If you could please go to our site, Vegas Video Network, right-hand side, red bar, <laughs> Brad, can you stop snorkeling over there? I didn't do or anything. At least, or at least mute your mic. <laughs> I didn't do a darn thing. I was giggling at you. I didn't right. do anything. Web-based voicemail. We'd love to hear your voice on our show. Right-hand side, hit the start record button. Middle of the page, uh, the green bar, start record. Now we have live chat. It's up and running. Keep those live chat questions coming. Studio line open, 702-221-7283. iTunes, YouTube, Roku. Check us out if you do miss us live. Now, let's talk frustration. Are you kidding me? I just have to say go me in live chat because I'm, I'm having fun today. I am I too. I have fun every day. Are you kidding? How, how can I not have fun if you're in the studio? I appreciate that very much. Are you kidding me? I'm going to go to the NBA because I don't normally do that. Uh, we're going to talk about Jason Kidd, who just retired from the game. What, 30 days ago? Although you joked that he retired maybe a couple of years ago. He and just now, didn't tell anyone. Right. But now he's going to go and take on the coaching job at the Brooklyn Nets. There's another reason why they're called the Brooklyn Nets. There's great established coaches that are out there. I don't mind you taking a chance. But where's the, where's the learning curve for Jason Kidd? What makes you think a guy can go from a player 30 days later to becoming the coach? Is it that easy? 
Is it that easy? We've seen guys. Magic Johnson, pretty good player. How was he as a coach? Not so good. Okay? <laughs> and I'm sure Michael Jordan's going to go try it at some point in his career. Larry Bird, I thought, was a pretty good coach. But he, he didn't just come out and say, guess what? I'm going to take off the jersey. I'm putting on the suit and tie. I'm now coaching the team. I, 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 don't, I think it's a mistake. I think there's got to be some kind of internship along the way where Jason Kidd can learn, be an assistant coach, go through the practices, set up practices, go through the strategy sessions, learn from somebody who's a little better. I think it's a bad move by the Nets to give him the job right off the get-go. So I'm going to say, are you kidding me? I'm with you, Brett. Jason Kidd, as a player, not so bad. Early on, pretty darn good. Impressive, great. But the last 10 years, non-factor altogether. And now he's going to be a coach. I mean with no proven record as a coach. We'll see how it pans out, but I'm with you on this one. My Are You Kidding Me segment, Jose Valverde. Again, just to recap within 15 seconds, because I'm quite annoyed and quite tired of talking about it. Uh, last thing I want to... If you went and saw a bad movie, would you go and see it again? So why do we keep talking about Jose Valverde? Oh, I guess I keep bringing it up. <laughs> All right. I'm I've seen Lay the Favorite a couple times. Well, Lay the Favorite, you know, <laughs> as long as you bring it up. I'm just teasing. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah. But the critics hated the movie, and I'm okay with the critics because I, I hung out with Matt Yeomans the other day, the main dude, sports editor from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Everyone he talks to, the sports bettors, love the movie. He right. can't wait to see the movie. And that's the key, my friends. If you are a sports better, you'll appreciate the movie. If you're not, we don't care. No, we do care, and we do love you for listening and tuning in occasionally. But the movie Lay the Favorite, if you understand sports, sports betting, you'll like it. If not, you probably won't. All right, so we're done with Jose Valverde. I mean that I'm done with Jose Valverde. I will not watch. You know, I, I talk about betting the first five innings of a game, right. and then I don't bother watching the rest of the game. Case in point, I went to a UNLV football game years ago with my father-in-law at the time, and I had bet over 51 points, actually over 50 and a half points. And with 13 minutes to go in the game, we're sitting at the 50-yard line. It, I kicked a field goal. By I, I mean my team. 27-24. So it's 51 points. I won. So I said to my father-in-law, with 13 minutes to go in the game, I said, you ready to go? He said, what do you mean, ready to go? It's three-point game. The so. game could go either way. I said, are you serious? We're going to have to sit here and watch the rest of the game? I already won my bet. Let's go grab some food. So we had to sit there and watch the rest of the game. I said the same thing last night on, on uh, my Facebook and Twitter was when the game was 3-3. I said, the game's over. He said, what are you talking about? It's going to overtime. <laughs> no, it's over. Over, exactly right. over the total. Right, and that's all you bet. care about. Exactly. We're all about cashing tickets here in Las Vegas, Sin City. It's not who wins, it's who covers, baby. All right, this is the part of the show. Before we get to the right side, I do want to touch on a couple of streaks in baseball. Winning, losing streaks, just one. The Phillies, we addressed the fact they've dropped five consecutive games. They're too good to be five-time losers. The over-under, all right, no streaks with overs, but wow, six teams riding dead under streaks. The Seattle Mariners with seven consecutive unders. The Dodgers... Royals, Astros, Tigers, Indians, all four consecutive unders. Cleveland, Detroit, Houston Astros, Kansas City Royals, Dodgers, four consecutive unders. The Seattle Mariners, seven straight under the closing posted total. This is the part of the show where my good buddy Brett Grant, the GM here at KSHP, and I together put you on the right side. Here we go. <laughs> I don't think I did anything wrong there that time. <clears throat> I, yesterday's game, unfortunately, fell out. The Yankees left 
I think, all of the Bronx on the bases yesterday. They had chance after chance after chance to score. Didn't happen. Had the over. Game ended up on seven. The total was seven and a half. I lost by the half a run. Anyway, we're going to go to a baseball game today between the St. Louis Cardinals and the New York Mets. Cardinals, great pitching matchup between Adam Wainwright and Matt Harvey, the youngster who's undefeated for the New York Mets. He's 5-0 and with eight no decisions. And, and Adam Wainwright, 8-3, and has been absolutely terrific for the Cardinals. This game opened 126, or, or I, I played it about 126, opened about 125, went to 140, 145 uh, today. And I like the Cardinals because they win, and they win series. This is the final game of the series, and the rubber match of the series. I think the Cardinals are a good play today, especially with Adam Wainwright, one of the best pitchers in the National League, only laying a dollar twenty-six. Brett walks the walk, talks the talk. He bets every game that he releases here on the Odds Couple, as do I. But he's a diehard St. Louis Cardinal boy growing up in the Midwest. I really want to know. I want to know the day that you bet against the Cardinals. The reason I say that is years ago, I've been anti-Laker establishment. Right. I, I don't like the Laker girls. I haven't for a long time. Can I, I bet tell you against the date? Them. Can I tell you what it was? Yesterday, yeah. you talked about wanting to play the Cardinals early, and the line moved, and it kept moving and moving and moving. Uh-huh. And because of your excellent tutelage of follow the money, be on the move early or against the move late, you I took, took the 70? Mets at plus $1.70 yesterday, and they won 5-1. to one. That's interesting. I do want to expand on that because the night before, I made four plays overnight baseball, and fortunately, I won all three getting the best of it, the Reds the twins and somebody else but i i stepped up to bet the cardinals minus 40 but they moved it to 45 i said no no i'll have no part of that because i'm a sharp better the next day i wake up and it was up to 67 we talked about it on the air yesterday and then last night opening pitch it was 180 so i mean why would you lay 80 when you could have laid 40 if i'm not going to lay 45 when i could have laid 40 you certainly don't want to lay 80 but the whole world was on the cardinals so you did the right thing win lose or draw you did the right thing because you were against the move. If the odds makers are doing their job, if they're doing their job and they saw it at minus 140, but the betting market Drove sees it. it at 180, why not take plus 70 Yeah. when the odds makers were telling you before, a day before, that the real number is 140. So that's now you're starting to understand, my friend, I do. that it's about numbers as much as it is anything else. Let's Before we get to my right side today, let's recap what I did yesterday. As you know, the Tigers within one strike of a winner. Tigers, small favorite yesterday, minus 20 cents at home uh, at Kansas City. Lost because of my crappy closer. I think we've addressed this. It's time to move on. But I'm 17-10, and 10, my last 27 plays, ATS against the spread, betting NBA sides, totals, and now some baseball small favorites or totals in baseball. I'm looking at the uh, Phillies. They're on the road taking on the Twins. Yesterday, I liked the Twins, was fortunate to win. Today, I like the Phillies. I like Cliff Lee, the lefty. His whip factor, impressive, 1.01 for the season. That's walks, hits per innings pitch. In his last five, a very impressive 0.91 as opposed to 1.50 for Korea for the Minnesota Twins. For Brett Grant, I'm Scott Pritchard. Together, we are the odds couple. Check out my site, Pritchardspicks.com. That's Pritchardspicks.com. I'm doing a sports betting seminar at Harris on September 6th, How to Bet Football and Win. Check it out. Dink will be joining me. We'll see you next week. We'll see you tomorrow. Actually, tomorrow is Friday. Anthony Padilla is in the house. Goodbye.